Welcome to the Great Spooky Shit Fair. We've got balls to throw mm. at uh, people, and we've got horses that race when you squirt water at them. You got the ring toss. Yeah. You got uh, big, big minion stuffed animals. Play our games. They're not rigged. They're not rigged. They're very normal. You can definitely win the big minion for your sweetheart. <laughs> Yes, yes. Show your love. Why are um today we're visiting carnivals. We're visiting carnivals all over the world. Yes. Um or just like two different stories like usual. And yes, two places in the world. <laughs> two places. And I, so I was wondering like why do you think carnivals are scary? Um well, have you I feel like carnivals being spooky is just part of American culture yeah. for some reason. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hello, Ray Bradbury, something wicked this way comes. Like, mm, I'm not familiar. Hello, Stranger Things. I do know Stranger Things. Bad stuff, bad stuff happens at carnivals because of, yeah. I don't know, clowns? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, clowns? I think this is a good time to mention that I almost... Uh, chose the 2014 to 2016 clown America clown epidemic as my topic for this yes. but it turns out to be just like really fucking stupid so I just like didn't want to talk just, about it that's fine that's that's good can I say though mm -hmm. I fucking love a carnival I know oh. they're haunted I know they're full of just like uh, spooks and, and shoddy architecture oh yeah but I fucking love a carnival. It is everything. You know what I love? I love the haunted house at the carnival. No. I love when you go you go in the little chair. No. And then you go and it costs like eight dollars. <gasps> and like you go and then like people like jump out at you and then like it's all scary. They have like little, and then like there's laughing. Like it's got those like weird bad animatronics of like a werewolf that kind of just mm. like jolts at the car. Yeah, <laughs> and there's just this like kind of rocking back and forth. No, um, I was always too afraid to do those as a child, and also as an adult. I'm very afraid every time yeah. I go in. Yeah, yeah, but I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I think that's spooky. But I think like carnivals are like, honestly, like what are your what are your feelings about carnies? Oh, oh, you know, I feel like carnies. I, I both envy their life, and I'm very like scared. Yeah. They're powerful, you know, because they they have that they have that romantic freedom, you know, like travel the world. I can eat a sword and it's fine. Yeah. But also like you are you are coming at me with uh, that energy of like I can swallow a sword and I'm fine. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of just like freedom of movement, just like I, yes. it's, it's a little terrifying, the liberation, but like. We shouldn't be scared. No fear of fire. No fear of no fear of just uh, yeah sharp things. The ability to dance, typically. Oh, I know, and they're just doing it, and they're just yes. wearing like the weirdest outfit, yes. and they just there's no rules. They're there. They're free, and I want it, but I'm afraid. I think that's like a very typical kind of like society of the spectator kind of thing. We we look at things mm. and we get excited about them. Mm -hmm. But we would, we stay safe yes. in our own little boxes. Yes. Um, and something about that is a little, it's a little spooky. It's, it is. And a kind of like. Um, the human body shouldn't be able to do the thing it's doing that I see you doing. But it does. Like. Who is God? Does. All of us. 
<laughs> it's the Carney Barnum. Turns out it's P.T. Barnum, who we've discussed at length. It's, but I'll tell you, it's Hugh Jackman. It's huge jacked man. Um, mm. This can't be the first time we've talked about huge jacked men on the podcast. No, can't, cannot be, cannot be. <laughs> um, I just wanted to. So I, I live near like America's carnival, America's oh. big fair, one that does not travel. Does not travel. It's just always been here since the Victorian times. Uh, it's called Coney Island. Oh uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we take a little train there, and we go there. It's very smelly. Um, <laughs> the drinks are very cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fully functional freak show that's oh. there. Um, that's running to this day. Freaks um, in what? And... In what form of the word? Mm-hmm. I understand. Yes. Um. So it's performers yes. that are paid well. Yes. Nowadays, in the past, not great. Not stuff great. Not was great. going on at the freak show at Coney Island. They have reclaimed um, the term freak. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's like people who are, like you said, sword swallowers. Mm-hmm. People who like do the thing where they hammer nails into their faces. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, um, that kind of stuff. And. Uh, I haven't gone because my wife will not go with me, but when you come visit, Brandy. We'll go. Thank you. Um, But yeah, it wasn't always great for for the the freaks of Coney Island. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but like in Victorian times, so like in 1898, there was a a village that was called Lilliputian. Maybe you can see where I'm going with this at mm-hmm. Coney Island, but it was for it was like a miniature town for little people oh. that people could just go and look at them. Yeah, like a so zoo. Really bad, some yeah, some human zoo shit. Oh, for real. Bad. That's bad. Like, it's so bad, and there was like some really bad like people. Ugh. There's a lot of like missing link things which you can look uh, up if you want to like hear about something really racist yeah um yeah. that kind of stuff doesn't exist anymore um <laughs> at coney island thanks so, coney island just saying that's a that's a colorful history at this place yeah it's a lot but there was also this drag king that worked there for mm-hmm. like 30 years this is what i found out this is like one of the diamonds in the rough of what my my freaks research yes there's this drag king that worked there her name was ella she was uh she her show, her like performance was a half man, half woman. You know, that's okay. What it was in you know, nineteen ten. Sure. And uh, so she wore her like masculine clothes, and she would dance the Fred and Ginger parts of like of, ah. you know their iconic dance scenes. And she met her partner, who she had for thirty years, who was like a dancer that danced in the background at her shows. <gasps> so I don't partner know. who I is just... named a woman. Yes. I don't know. She is unnamed? She's unnamed. Ugh. Name her, Sucks. Hope. Name her. Sorry. Wait, 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 wait. The drag king was Ella Wessner. Yes. And the... Yes, I have her name. Yes! Her name was Terry. Her name was Terry. Terry! But no last name, but Ugh. Terry. And they stayed together for 28 years. I love this. This is a powerful couple. Yeah. But I, I really want to tell you about... Um, some of the other things that are okay. happening on Coney Island. Yeah, a little bit so, less okay. beautiful, lovely, uh, my heart, and a little bit more mm-hmm. spooky. Yeah. So this is just this just weirds me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the you know Sigmund Freud, right? Yeah, I hate that guy. He's a real dick. Okay. 
Fucking sucks. We've also talked about Sigmund Freud yeah, on this. He hates women so much. He hates women so much. He has a lot of personal problems that he's sort of projected onto the yeah, entire populace. Just everybody everybody um, must feel the way I do. No, Sigmund. But no. No, you specifically have some issues you need to work yeah. out with yeah. your parents. Mm. Um, but yeah, he once said, the only thing that about America that interests me is Coney Island. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think it really sets the stage. It feels like a dig. <laughs> it feels like a bit of a burn and a, a burn to all of America. So from Sigmund. Yeah, I think it I think it was. Uh-huh. And I think he meant it. And he uh-huh. just was was a bastard from hell. Um, but mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. let's picture Coney Island in the early 1900s. Very Victorian. Everyone had a little umbrella. A bad time. Yeah, it was a bad time. Yeah. Like I said, tons of like exploitation of yes folks yes. who how dirty so dirty okay so you could pay 10 cents to go into the public bathhouse to go onto the beach yeah but the pier was for free for everyone people were taking baths like once a month Ooh. it was sweltering hot Ooh. it must have smelled so fucking bad mm-hmm. at this yeah mm-hmm. but you could like you, you could stroll around, you could get some really, like, good food, uh, you could hold your little yeah. umbrella, you could wear your Victorian bathing suit, which is kind of just like a, a onesie. Um, we love that. Yeah. Um, and you can also, when you're walking down the boardwalk, you might see these, like, glass incubators with, like, premature babies in oh. them. Um, oh. What? Yeah. Um... So this was another sort of show that they okay. had at Coney Island. Um, they were incubators with living infants in them. Living? Um, living? Mm-hmm. Premature living infants. So this was their hospital? The pier at Coney Island? Yes. So there was a man <laughs> named there's a man <laughs> named Dr. Martin Cooney who set up this display. Um, and then mm-hmm. patients, parents would come to this and then they would like ask him to help their baby survive. So, okay. And he asked, yeah, and which is great. Um, and of the like eight thousand premature babies that people brought to Coney Island, sixty five hundred survived. So this is pretty good because this was like that's, a new technology. That's pretty good. Uh, but why does it have to be at the fucking dirt fair? <laughs> what so, was that part and of people it? Ha- <laughs> people had to pay a quarter to view. Um, okay. The babies. You know, um, uh-huh. he, you know, incubators. OK, so in the early 1900s, these incubators were rejected by general medical standards as a way of saving infants. Um, so this dude would just just needed money to get keep this going to keep to save these babies. Yeah. And so he's just like, OK, I guess it's a freak show now. Come and look at these babies. It's like these Victorian like asshats love seeing just whatever. So yeah. I'll use yeah. that to save some babies. So is he a hero or is he a villain? He might be a hero. Is he a hero? But I'll tell you one more piece of information that may help you make that decision. Okay. He is never qualified as a medical doctor. Ah, yes. So. And he just told people he was. But it worked. But it worked. Yes. So. Why were these incubators, like, not allowed if they worked? It's like someone telling the doctors to wash their hands or something. 
everyone has to wash their hands. Please wash your hands. Please wash your hands. <laughs> I, please wash your hands. Sorry. It's a rough time. Yes. We all need to wash our hands. Please do. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really know. I think the resistance was kind of like a playing God kind of thing. They didn't have like the rates they would need. They, they didn't see like the success with it. They would need to have it in a hospital. Um, a, which obviously we do now. Isn't the hospital's whole job, like, in keeping people alive who quote unquote are would be dead without a hospital? Isn't that its whole thing? I don't. Is that playing God <laughs> at that point? I just think America is so fucked up and so beautiful <laughs> that this man. Had to make his own baby pods, and yeah. uh, just a man, by the way, not no just doctor, a, not a doctor. Just a dude. And then people are just like, "Take this baby," <laughs> and then they stuck him. They stuck him in there, and um, it, yeah, then yeah. people will come and be like, show their kids and be like, "Look at this small baby! Look how small it is! It's a little pod. Check it out!" Wow. Anyway, I feel I feel yeah. like those going to see it are bad people but they are paying for that baby to be alive so this is the thing it's the thing yeah yeah let me tell you um, let me tell you another coney island sort of fact okay. that may think i don't know may may have you think about like if the people that went and saw these things were bad mm -hmm. so um so in, in 1889, there was a dam in Jonestown, Pennsylvania that collapsed after like a really bad rainstorm. Okay. And it filled the valley and destroyed everything and uh, 2,200 people died. Holy shit. Um, yeah, it was, one of, it was one of the greatest disasters in American history. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So in 1905, on the Coney Island boardwalk, um, there was a sort of a show set up. Um, Re like uh, sort of dramatizing the flood, and uh, huh. visitors could go and relive the danger in this reenactment um, on one of the biggest stages in the U.S. And it was called the greatest technical production in the world. Wow. So they kind of just like showed like uh, how the flood happened and how all these people died, and just for like the entertainment. Hmm. of audiences hmm. yeah i hmm. you know what though you know what though universal hmm? studios yeah but that's the thing because this this uh, this specific um amusement was called jonestown flood like this is what this we're talking about this flood that just happened yeah. and that your grandma died too, in a little bit too soon probably probably a little bit yeah bad taste but when I I'm do go to Universal Studios and they do flood like an old Western set, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a specific. When um, I do see a big Jaws puppet hmm. eat a fake lady, not... that's a fun time for me at the Universal Studios. I don't know if that's ever happened in real life. <laughs> People have been eaten by sharks. They also, okay, this echo. I, yeah. I guess that's true, but it's not specifically like, oh, this is Sheila. That's this is Sheila how... swimming. Remember she? Remember her from two days ago. Your third cousin. <laughs> yeah, she was like your best friend. This is how she died. Yeah, she got eaten by a giant shark. Isn't this fun? Yeah. Thanks for paying a hundred dollars to get into this park. Right. 
Uh, they also had lots of fire fantasies because electricity was the shit. So they're That's like, magic. oh my god, fire, electric. Yeah. yeah, it's magic. So um, they had a vivid retelling of the San Francisco earthquake. You know, the big one. Oh, um, yeah, the really bad one. Yeah, and it almost killed uh, 3,000 people, leveled the city of San Francisco. Um, so they're like, okay, mm-hmm. a couple months later... Coney Island players recreated this earthquake <laughs> with a cast of 350 people <laughs> wow. with pyrotechnics wow. and smoke effects. Yeah. 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 So there yeah. is that. Um, and um, Like, mm-hmm. all they had to do was say, this is the fire show. It's not that fire. It's not about that thing that did kill your they- grandma. But this is just like a fun fire show we're putting on. They also had uh, a show where so in new york city there's the tenement buildings were like really dangerous places where immigrants lived like kind of like packed together yeah um in the early 1900s they also had a show where one of those buildings burnt down oh and they would have yeah they called it the tenement fire extravaganza and they just like burned it down yeah extravaganza eleganza in the not a real tenement building <laughs> no, I but, I made that up. It was called the fire Extravaganza? The Tenement Fire Show. <laughs> I didn't I it wasn't that. <laughs> the tenement it wasn't fire. Called that. <laughs> Eleganza Extravaganza. <laughs> I yeah. would see that. So, no, I wouldn't. It's bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really bad taste. So I just think like the scariest thing about Coney Island is how uh, we love to watch I don't know it kind of made me think of us we are very like into hearing about scary things and like want things Mm -hmm. to be like real we're like oh this ghost like might be real and here's the evidence I don't I think the Coney Island is like the biggest example of this sort of want to experience the bizarre and like know that it's like part of your life in like america it's like america's weird spot yeah america's strange strange spot strange spot it's like Um, the it's like the can't look away from a train wreck of it all but like a whole island for that that's a train wreck yeah yeah it's not really an island either but you know whatever um but yeah i I just i i i love it there and the last time i was at coney island um was the summer and there was mm-hmm. a, a giant um, IHOP pancake um, person dressed as an IHOP pancake. Yes. And sh- her name was Susie Pancake because it said it on her back. Yes. And she was wandering around the crowds of drunk people and the shooting galleries and the, the arcades and everything. And her pants fell down. Oh. Um, Susie. Susie. Her pants fell right down. and But luckily... She had some underwear on underneath. Yeah. But it clearly, like, wasn't supposed to happen. That's that's and embarrassing. She did. She pulled them right up. Yeah. She pulled them right up. That, was so, that your spookiest interaction at the Coney Island? <laughs> Seeing poor Susie's lowest moment? I know you want to <laughs> But I'm just here to tell you about all these really cool, quote unquote, freaks. Yeah. Some of them became millionaires. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, I, I just think the, the real monsters are, are humans. <laughs> wow. 
What a brilliant take. For listening. Wow. Hope Harris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, Fresh and new. <laughs> she's she's reached the true heights in uh human exploration. Maybe it's maybe people are the monsters. <laughs> Did you ever think about how maybe humans maybe are the monsters? Humans. Oh, also, if you have a spare moment, yes. just look up the tattooed lady, because she's great. <gasps> oh, wait, wait, wait. Send me a pic. Okay. Let me find. Her name was Jean Carroll, and she was, like, an early Victorian lady. She used to be the bearded lady, mm. mm-hmm. uh, but then her husband wouldn't marry her with a beard. Her husband can eat uh, my whole toilet. I know! And he was, like, a contortionist, so it's not like it's not like you're normal. What the fuck? Uh, and so she shaved her beard. She got electrolysis. Ugh. And, uh, yeah, I know. And she got all these tattoos instead to keep her career going. Wow. Here, hold on. Does Did she have oh. the incredible soprano belting voice of the greatest showman bearded lady? Because oh. did I tell you that's one of my favorite movies of all time? It's so good. I know that. Yeah. I. And you know what? Like... What is a freak? Are we? Aren't we all freaks? We just like we're sitting here staring at freaks, yeah, and being like, "That's not me." But when in reality, it is. Look, we're all freaks. We're all freaks. Isn't that one of the songs? Uh, yeah, that one song that's called "We Are All Freaks." <laughs> um, that huge Jackman just like rips off his shirt while he's thinking it. Oh my God! This woman is beautiful and powerful. I know. She fucking rules. I'm... I guess I just wanted to come here and tell you some nice stories today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm upset that she doesn't also have her beard with this ensemble, but like whatever whatever she had to do to survive, I respect her. Yeah. She did really love her husband. Yeah, well. He, we we all we all make her. mistakes, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. So let's go on the island. You should come visit. Yeah, it it seems haunted. It, also, it's probably fucking haunted. There's mm-hmm. every time I go there, I mean, there's probably too many people for ghosts to come out because it's like wall to wall people just milling about, yeah. drinking, yeah. shoving like drills into their eyeballs. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. If the ghosts are there, they're also having a good a good time. Yeah, party, I think. party. Uh, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. this. Thank you for telling me about Coney Island because I've never been, and I love a fucking fair. Yeah. Well, I have something for you as well, Hope. <laughs> Do you? Is that what's up? Should I have helped you transition into that, maybe? No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'll just be a good partner and just, like, let you yeah, let just, you do your own transition. Yeah, I, I can do it. You think I can't do it? I can do it. Because... You're as strong as the freaking tattooed lady. Thank you. I'm not, but she could probably bench press me, and I would love it. <laughs> Um, I bring to you the story of Elmer McCurdy, the carnival corpse. Oh. Yes. Yes. So, Hope, this has got it all. You're going to fucking love it. It's got creepy carnivals. It's got mummies. Okay. It's got train robberies. Oh. Um, and our favorite, corpses on display P.T. Barnum style. Yes. Oh, great. We love that. There we are. Oh, no. We love that. 
Yeah, it's that. Um, <laughs> and let me take you back to a date that's far too recent for my general uh, well-being Comfort. and, and yeah. mental sanity. Mm-hmm. Yes, all of the things. 1976. Okay. You know. I'm there. Uh, not that long ago. Crew, crew members from the TV show The Six Million Dollar Man were preparing to shoot on location at the Pike Amusement Park in Long Beach, California. Mm, that's very close to where you live. Yes. Have you been there? No. I've been there many a time. What is it like? There's like a silly little bridge that's shaped like a roller coaster and there's a there's like a little movie theater it's kind of uh chilled out nowadays there's not that many rides but back in the day there was like a full coral there it was like a a full thing uh sounds fun i would love to go let's go there's um i think there's a bubba gumps there so can't go wrong with that um so the plan was to film the star of the show, Steve Austin, uh, riding through one of the spooky rides, your favorite kind of ride, yes. called Laugh in the Dark. Oh, and I do. I do laugh in yes. the dark when I'm in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one is spelled L-A-F-F, and I don't know why. <laughs> That's anyway. a laugh versus a laugh, which is... <laughs> yes. So this was a classic ride. You're in a little tunnel... And, like, ghoulies and stuff would pop out at you. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And all that fun stuff. One of the crew members was sprucing up this ride when he noticed a particularly gnarly-looking mannequin that was hanging from a noose in the corner. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, yes. mannequin. Okay. Mannequin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, that's gross. I don't want it in the shot. Mm-hmm. So he tried to move it. But when he grabbed the mannequin's arm, it broke off into sure. his hand. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And when he looked at it, he found that it was not plastic and wax, but bone and flesh. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. I know you thought you were safe when I said mannequin, but in fact, uh, it was a corpse. So this is it. How real is this? How real is this? This is story? absolutely. This is 1976. This is real. It oh, happened. Fuck, man. No. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. Let okay. me tell you the story because you're okay. gonna love it. Okay. This man had unknowingly discovered the lost body of Elmer McCurdy, the bandit <sighs> who wouldn't give up. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Please. Uh, so let's go back even further to January 1st, 1880 in Washington, Maine. It's much, much further back. Much further back. Much further back. We are in what you could call cowboy times. Sure. I love to do that. Yeah. I love to call them that. Mm-hmm. 17-year-old mm-hmm. Sadie McCurdy gives birth to a son out of wedlock. The oh. father is a mystery to her. Uh, and so to save the family from that horrible embarrassment, right? Yes, her son is adopted by Sadie's older brother named George, and he already had a wife, Helen. So it was just perfect. We'll Another just baby take him for in. them. Yeah. Yes. So she named this little baby Elmer, which I guess was a normal name in 1880. Certainly not a normal name for anyone. Certainly at not any a name for a, a Muppet nowadays. A muppet? Who is this muppet? Doesn't it sound... 
Does sounds like a Muppet sound like a Muppet? Yeah, and he sort like of became a kind of Muppet as a corpse. Um, it's one of the worst. It's that's one of the worst things you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know the whole what? story. <laughs> Did you put an arm up a corpse and make it talk about crayons? What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh. They kind of became an inanimate human-like object. I know you have specific traumas with Elmo, but most of us enjoy the Muppets as fun, family-friendly friends. I <laughs> Let me hear the rest of the story so I can see how much of a Muppet he is. <laughs> I'm scared of them. So we can finally answer the question, is a corpse actually a Muppet? <laughs> the what I've been asking for years. And no one will answer yes. my calls at Sesame Street. None of <laughs> at, the producers uh, at Sesame Jim Street. Jim Henson will Productions. Jim Henson Productions. Hello. Which of your Muppets are actually <laughs> corpses? <laughs> and we hang up. Okay. Continue. So, when Elmer was about 10, Sadie decided to give him some emotional trauma. And so she told him that Helen was not his mother, but she was. Oh, great. Um, and she's like, I don't know who your dad is. And he was like, mm, I'm 10 years old. I'm going to have oh, I'm gonna have issues now, I think. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, it's it's rough back then when you don't have therapy. No yeah. one wants to hear that. No. Um, so he became very disturbed, little McCurdy. And mm. he became very unruly. He became very rebellious. Uh, as a teen, he began drinking. So oh. that's fun. And then as he got older, uh, basically there was this one year in the late 1800s where everyone in his family died. So uh, his mom died, his like grandpa died, his just everybody was gone. They Um, all became Muppets. They all went to Muppet heaven. (laughs) They all went to that great big Muppet heaven in the sky. Yeah. Uh, mm, Do you think it just looks like a giant Jim Henson hand that they all just sort of (laughs) rest upon? A trash can from Oscar's world. But you know what? But you know what? I am a little sick. So Mm. we might have to cut all this Muppet talk out. Um, I'm Actually, I'm naming the episode Is a Corpse a Muppet. (laughs) So sorry. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about Elmer and his dead family. Let me tell you. Okay, so he basically made him real alcoholic. He couldn't hold down a job. He was having troubles. So what do you do? You join the army, of course. If you're an alcoholic, okay, give a man a gun. Give him a gun. We love that. Give him a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in 1907, Elmer was assigned as a machine gun operator. Good. 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 And a nitroglycerin demolisher. An explode- explosion man. An explosion man. So he okay. was the gun man and the explosion man. Um, All right. And apparently back then when you did use nitroglycerin um, in the army, apparently, you didn't really get much training. So Great. Really good great. really good careers for someone who has a drinking problem and a history mm-hmm. of family trauma and mm-hmm. just really yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he did that for like three years, honorably discharged. Nothing bad happened. Amazingly, incredibly. Okay. It was fine. Okay. But then he decided to uh, just ruin it all. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he began his highly stupid and extremely short-lived career as a bank and train robber. And I, I have to tell you about some of these because they're really so dumb. 
Yes, please. His first robbery began uh, with getting arrested before he even did the burgling. Okay. He just, he was just found holding onto a bunch of burglary stuff that he shouldn't have. Like chisels and saws and a bunch of nitroglycerin and gunpowder and mm. money sacks is what wikipedia told me so i'm a picturing the like old tiny sacks with the big dollar sign <laughs> on it maybe he was making art yeah well no he told them that he was trying to build his own like personal uh invented machine gun and and he was like this um, will get me out of trouble i'm trying to build my own gun I'm trying to I'm trying to invent my own machine gun to have in my walk up apartment. Okay. Um, and that didn't work. And it worked. It worked. What? He was found not guilty for this. <laughs> they were like, ah, he's just building one of his one of those at home machine guns. It's fine with his money sacks. With his money sacks with the big dollar yeah. sign drawn on them. All right. Mm-hmm. Fine, Elmer. Fine. Yep, Elmer. Elmer's really doing it. He's really winning at life at this point. Yeah. Okay. So he decides to keep on burglaring because he did so good the first time. Uh, and he try he decided to use the nitroglycerin mm. in his robberies, which always mm. ended up in failure because he didn't know how to use it. <laughs> he was never trained. He was never trained, even though he was in the army for three years using it. Great. What's happening? Mm-hmm, What's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his next robbery was on a train where he found out that there would be like $4,000 in a safe that they were transporting. Mm-hmm. So he gets some buddies. They they get on the train. They get to the safe. And then he puts the nitroglycerin on there to open it. But he uses way too much. The whole fucking thing is destroyed, including all the money inside. Because oh fire plus paper is not El- good. Elmer... Elmer, Elmer. <laughs> not so, doing a good job. Him and his buddies managed to get $450 in coins. That must have been a lot. Must have been a lot of money back then, but the problem was most of those coins were melted and fused into the safe. So, not a lot mm. at all of money. Not a lot. Really um, bad job. Also, he had to share it with all his buddies, so I guess they just like took a chunk of safe each and we're like i guess this is money um okay he's 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 not good at this job he's chosen for himself he's not good at this he's not good okay uh next next he tried a bank and he he was like you know that nitroglycerin worked so good i'm gonna use it again no and he blew up the whole bank elmer (laughs) there's money in there we've been through this before (laughs) elmer you want the money in there um it blew up everything it blew up everything except the safe which was fine okay um, well and and so again just he just ran off with like 150 dollars in whatever coins he could grab from like a, a bucket nearby this is so destructive this lifestyle it's so bad He's blowing things up and you're not even getting a return on your blow-up investment and you're just and he's not somehow he's not getting caught which is the craziest thing yeah yeah, and he keeps doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, maybe he just, you know, you, you see a guy blowing stuff up and people say, I don't want to get close to that. <laughs> just let him Yeah, play. I mean, and he's not taking that much money in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, the, the property damage is pretty substantial, but 
you know, he seems like an okay guy in the end. He did blow up a whole bank. Wow. Wow. So his final his final robbery takes place on uh, October 4th, 1911. He plans to rob this train that was supposed to have $400,000 in cash on it. So Okay. That's money. It's a big one. That's money. This is a big one, Elmer. Don't fuck it up, Elmer. Do you think he'll fuck it up? Yeah. <laughs> well, he uh, gets on the wrong train. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets on... A- that track. Yeah. He gets on a passenger train instead. Okay. And uh, basically all he was able to steal was $46 from the mail clerk, uh, two bottles of whiskey, and an automatic revolver and a coat. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elmer. And he didn't get caught this time either. Well, this time at least they they realized it was him. They like saw his okay. face or whatever. So okay. he ran away to his friend's ranch and he decided to just like drown his sorrows in that whiskey he stole and fall asleep in the barn. Mm-hmm. But they did know it was him this time, and they did put out a two thousand dollar reward for capturing him, so he was sort of at the end of his rope. Mm. Okay, was he captured, finally? Did his friend turn him in? Yeah. Okay. No. No? The next day, well, kind of. <laughs> the next day, three sheriffs show up, and they uh, decide to take in little Elmer. Mm-hmm. He gets upset. He starts shooting at them. They start shooting at him. And, of course, he gets shot and dies. Great. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the predictable yeah. events. Exactly. Okay. McCurdy's body is taken to a mortuary. Mm-hmm. It goes unclaimed. Uh, the mortician, a guy named Joseph L. Johnson, does all the things you have to do with a body. Like, he embalms it, he shaves it, make it all nice. But no one showed up to pay him for doing all this. Uh, okay. Okay. So. Big problem. Johnson... Yeah, Johnson was like, well, I'm not going to bury him until somebody pays me for doing all this. I'm just going to uh-huh. keep him here. Uh, Gross. And so he decides that he'll make Gross. a little bit of money. In what way? <laughs> in what? So, no, in what way? <laughs> if only Johnson had some premature babies to stick in tubes. He didn't. All he had was this nasty corpse. In what way was he making money, Brandy? <laughs> so we dress... So we... So he no. dressed the corpse no. up as a bandit. No. <laughs> propped him up in the corner and charged passerbys a nickel to see Elmer McCurdy. But they wouldn't just give Johnson the nickel. They would have to put the nickel in the corpse's mouth. What in the fucking shit are you talking about? Why? Because that was the fun thing to do in 1910. And just go to your local mortuary to mm-hmm. see some, like, really stupid bad criminal and put some yep. do- a coin in his mouth. Yep. Like, And then how Johnson did- had to get the money out again? That's what I was just about to ask. Obviously, there was some sort of... He enjoyed this. Yeah, There's he's so- a real... <laughs> There's other real ways. Weirdo. He could have yeah. not made them put it in the mouth. You know, if he really needed the money, he could have not. Yeah. But he wanted it in the mouth. There, He wanted that. There could have been a bowl. Could have been a box. Anything. Could have. 
anything at all. Could have put it, like, just on the ground would be fine. Even in McCurdy's outstretched hand, you know, because I'm sure Rigor Mortis has set in. Yeah, oh yeah, and he's just, like, covered in so many strange embalming fluids. Um, oh, so he was God. called, this this whole uh, act was Situation. called the bandit who wouldn't give up. Yeah. He was also known as the mystery man of many aliases. Uh, the Oklahoma outlaw and the embalmed bandit were all his all his names I don't like he was very popular people loved this (laughs) for some reason (laughs) what what we've learned today is that people love looking at fucked up shit people love looking at fucked up shit look they love talking about it on podcasts called spooky shit and they love (laughs) looking at it are it's we we us. are not innocent hope no 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 absolutely we are the not. most guilty actually this I is think all we everyone. do is we yeah. just look we just try to find fucked up shit to tell people about yeah that's and that's it. that's our fun for us that's how we have fun put a and nickel in my mouth i'll take it in 1911 would i go see this corpse absolutely i would absolutely yeah. i yeah. would put the coin in his mouth are you kidding me I know who I am. It's, I know myself. Just to say I did. Yeah. I'm a, I'm not a good person. Come on. No, I, I, <laughs> I know that about myself. My God. Yeah. This is horrible. Anyway, a bunch of a bunch of carnival promoters were hearing about this and they were like, We need that. Yeah. We absolutely. need that, please. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um and Johnson said, uh, no, this is my horrible uh, creepy bandit and I get off on the nickel thing so Clearly. you can't have it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah oh my um, God. so in 1916 a man calling himself Aver and this other dude who called himself Wayne called up Johnson and said we are Elmer McCurdy's long lost brothers from California oh Jesus uh, and we we need him back so we can bury him to be with his family of course we love him you don't him. want this back you don't want this uh, back <laughs> And Johnson was forced to give up his embalmed bandit. Uh, Of course, these brothers were lying. They were actually James and Charles Patterson, the owners of Great Patterson Carnival Shows. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe we should have done a background check before we gave up the corpse. I feel like a background check in 1917 is just like, what, going... Screaming into the wind, who is that guy? Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Maybe Hoping try... a squirrel whispers to you their work history. <laughs> you just are like, can you, you just, it's just asking someone, can you please tell me the truth? And then saying, <laughs> yes. Do you and know then... this guy? Is he, is he that? And someone says, is I think your so. guy? No. That's a background check. Okay. And, and that's it. Okay, so he's going to the carnival. And this is how the carnival gets involved. I know it's a lot of story, but I thought all of it was fun. No, it's all important. It's all important. It's <laughs> yeah. all important. So McCurdy's corpse is featured in Patterson's traveling carnival as the outlaw who would never be captured alive. Well, wait, what? I have to break that down because he's yeah. sh- he was he was, he was captured alive. Well, he was captured dead. So they did kill him. How will? I guess you're right, and I guess from now on, mm-hmm. 
he will never be captured alive. <laughs> yeah, from now That's on. That's it. Like yeah. every other dead person. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. When I die, you could say that about me. Yeah, Brandy well. is... When Brandy dies, she will never be caught alive. I will never be <laughs> captured alive. It's great. Put that Same. on my headstone. Okay, if um, that's what you want. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about your headstone a lot, but I can add that to the yeah, Google Doc. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, six years, he goes on the corpse parade with the Pattersons. Then... They sell him to this guy named Louis Sonny. And then he becomes part of uh, a museum of crime carnival show that features like a bunch of wax replicas of famous outlaws and then just a real corpse of Elmer, I guess. Okay. Just one real corpse. Just one real corpse. I really hope they didn't claim that it was wax when it was real, because then I'm afraid now that every wax figure is actually a corpse. Yeah. And especially since you told me at the beginning, someone was like, clearly, this is just an ugly mannequin. So mm-hmm. I got it. Um, well, I'm when, when looking through this, I wanted to try to find out how he got so lost and how people started thinking he was a mannequin, because clearly the Pike Long Beach amusement park didn't actually want to put a corpse no. in their ride a nasty old hundred year old corpse wait okay another thing when i go to madame tussauds here in new york city and do i that. go see <laughs> and i go see lady gaga i yeah. go see wendy williams mm-hmm. i go see brad euler pitt and yes angelina angelina yes. um did they die are they and then they're here? Are they corpses a- in there? Looking upon them, and then are the actual actors and actresses just kind of wax animated corpses? Some sort mm-hmm. of um. Well, is that what Muppets are? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> it's not what Muppets I'm... are. <laughs> Do they take? Does Madame Two Sons? We can cut this all out, but let me but hear me out. Does <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Madame Two Sons? Take does Madame Tussaud herself take yes. our celebrities <laughs> went from their beds uh-huh. and then <laughs> murder them um, very yes. gently though and then yeah. sort of embalm them and prop them up in her her horror her horror cow- warehouse and then mm-hmm. the act to replace them she creates wax intricate wax muppets that can be controlled <laughs> via remote and <laughs> from someone on the inside and so they walk around and they go to red carpets and they're just like us eating brunch with their Uh friends um and then no one notices right all right continue no (laughs) (laughs) is that it's it's a lot cheaper to create an extremely detailed wax muppet robot (laughs) than it is to create a wax sculpture of someone far cheaper that's what you didn't know and you wouldn't know unless you listen to spooky shit starring mm-hmm. Hope Harris and Brandy Lynn. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> giving you um, the truth today. Please tell me the end of your story. <laughs> so it was loaned out to a bunch of different sideshows. Um, it was even loaned out to a film promoter who propped up Elmer McCurdy in the lobby of the movie. Um, okay. Did they know it was a corpse? I don't know. Did- Okay, know. so you don't know where along the line people started to not realize it was an actual person. I I have an idea. 
I don't think okay. I think at this point they still think it's a horrible corpse because I think at this point that's okay to do still. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh it was in and out of storage until 1968 when Louis Sonny's son, Dan Sonny, sold the body along with a few other wax figures to a dude named Spoonie Singh. Uh, the owner of the Hollywood Wax Museum. And I think it's here where people think he's wax. Because he's in the fucking Wax Museum. Yeah. Yeah. Which also makes me think that if this guy was in a Wax Museum, then there must be other corpses in Wax Museums there that we just be don't know. The, the fucking Madame Toussaint is, is, a, is a criminal. Yeah. Is a, a murderer. That's mm-hmm. murdered all these celebrities we love so much just so she could have them and charge $40 for a ticket to, to view their corpses. Because it is cheaper. Yeah, it is a lot cheaper. When you, yeah. when you break it all down, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's a lot cheaper. So yeah. um, that's a nightmare to think about. Uh, Singh uh, lent yeah, Elmer McCurdy to some dudes for their show um, up in Mount Rushmore. Uh and that's where it got horribly damaged by a windstorm. Yeah. Um, I guess it, I guess he was knocked over and then the ears got knocked off. No. The fingers and toes were also no. blown off. Um, no. So these dudes returned the wax figure the corpse the mannequin whatever they thought it was to sing and they were like sorry we lost all the fingers um <laughs> sing decided it was too nasty to exhibit and specifically <laughs> said it wasn't lifelike enough to exhibit oh girl after oh this. girl if you even knew girl girl if you knew girl, girl there's a girl. human heart in That's, there there's girl. nothing more lifelike than that uh oh so Singh didn't even care about it. He eventually sold it to this guy named Ed Leersch, who was part owner of the Pike Amusement Park in Long Beach. And he was like, hey, you're creating a scary ride. Don't I have a perfect ghoulish I've got mannequin some. for yeah. you to use? Yeah. I have the worst thing and I've it- ever seen in my life in my garage <laughs> right now. Do you want it? Do you want that? Um... Mm-hmm. And it was put inside the ride and remained there, a real fucking corpse, until the TV crew found it in 1976. Just no one touched it, huh? No one touched it. Children were being just uh, paraded in front of it. People oh were... God. A little hope could have been on that ride with, with her little... <sighs> My werewolf God. friends and Elmer, a real corpse. In some ways, though, Elmer, Elmer really won. He got a lot of attention. If we measure like the worth of yeah. our lives and attention, like I do, mm-hmm. he got the most yeah. attention for his buck than mm-hmm. a lot of other people. You know, he got a lot yeah. of eyes on that beautiful fingerless, earless visage yeah Um, nightmare creature he really was that bandit who wouldn't give up you know he wouldn't give up he never gave up he he kept (laughs) he kept doing that oh my god i'm looking up some pictures of him 
Um, it's bad. He's, he's a he's what I would call just a fucking horror to look at. I'm yes. So, so there's one stage where he looks like in a person. He looks like Abraham mm-hmm. Lincoln, mm-hmm. and then there's another stage where he resembles, I suppose, a mummy. But I would also say, like, almost, he's almost skinless, and mm-hmm. um, he has no fucking ears. And yeah, if I saw that in a fucking haunted house, I would shit my pants, and then I would go yeah. again because it was a really good haunted house. And it's uh, yeah, that's and that's the real the the real horrible nightmare thing that was just in a ride for children. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, and it took them doing like dental analysis and a bunch of shit to find oh. out who he was and they traced it back and they're like, "Oh, we found this guy." Um eventually they did bury him and okay. they also they also poured 2 feet of concrete over his casket so he couldn't, you know, walk again and go to your <laughs> local amusement park. Um, <laughs> they were really worried about it happening. They were really again. worried he would he would he show up, up at Madame's. Uh, he doesn't give up, and he won't be taken alive. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Um, and uh, that's okay. the story of Elmer McCurdy, the that's carnival really... corpse who wouldn't give up. <laughs> it's really distressing what you've just told me. Yeah. Um, I think uh, <laughs> we're all monsters and we yes. should all just sit and think about what we've done. So <laughs> carnivals are fucking <laughs> nasty. No one cleaned yeah. this this thing for like 30 years, this haunted house. No. They no. just like left a corpse. I guess he didn't smell at that point. I guess he was like fully mummified. Oh, yeah. that is sick, bro. That's sick. Yeah. Oh. And I just, I it just leaves me wondering, like, how many other horrible, like, haunted house nightmares around the world are just carting around other bandits who... <laughs> yeah, are there health codes for haunted houses? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's why carnivals are so haunted. They've never even seen a health code. Oh, my God. There certainly, there certainly isn't at Coney Island. I've, I've seen just people just, like, throwing Band-Aids at each other. People just like, yeah, <laughs> just shitting out in the open, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, like just mouth rocketing some deep fried butter. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen that, and I, you know what? But it, it doesn't stop my love for carnivals. I still love a carnival. I would love to go to a carnival right now. Yeah, it it actually it might enhance it. Yeah, I think I think I, now that I have this knowledge, I'm. I'm going to be checking out all of the, the the creepy props, seeing if they're actual people. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But for my money, all of this is real. Um, I yes. think we've spoken about a lot of real things today. Um, I think they're all real. I believe that my Madame Tussauds theory is real as well. Yeah. Um, whatever you may think. Um, and my, my bad advice would be to... I think maybe when you die, not you mm-hmm. specifically, Brandy, we've talked about your death enough mm. today. Yeah. Um, when our listeners die, I think they should donate their body to the local carnival yes. um, to be viewed, 
to do kind of like as little restrictions as possible on what can be done with your embalmed body. Um, mm-hmm. And just like, so you can be, you can get the most attention possible in your lifetime. The most yeah. like eyeballs on your body. Um, and that's really winning at life and or death is, is yeah. getting, getting that attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What kind of bad advice would you give our listeners? I would say my bad advice would be if you have a long, glorious, luscious mm-hmm. beard, if you have a beautiful, curly, straight, brown, blonde, red, whatever color it may be beard, and a man <laughs> wants you to shave it, I don't care your gender, if a yeah, man yeah. wants you to yeah. shave your beard, you shave it for them. And that's my bad, that's bad advice. advice. That's bad yeah. advice. Yeah. I think that's very bad advice. Extremely too. bad advice to do that. this. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She should have kept it. Kept should've the kept beard it. over the man. She should have kept beard or man. Always choose beard. Always choose on the basis of beard. Yes, please. Um. So, I'm on. I'm on Instagram at Spooky Shit Pod. Brandy's on Instagram yeah. at Spooky. Shit I think Pod. we should post. We're all there. these photos. Um. Yes. Of our of our tattoo girl of our horrible corpse. I think we're gonna make it so if you want to see these, and I know you do, head on over there. Yeah, so you're gonna have to head on over there, and in the in the first post you see, please just tell us what to talk about next. Um, <laughs> I think that we would love your feedback, and we'd love to know what sort of shit you are into that you want to hear about. Um, yeah. Oh, and, and also, I mm-hmm. think. By this point, I think we're on Spotify now. We are on Spotify. Thank you, Brandy. That was all Brandy's doing. Yeah, I didn't Brandy's know we weren't. tech wizard. No, me neither we until weren't. someone was mad at me for it. So now we're on Spotify. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it only took us two years. And that's uh, that's spooky shit, I think. That's, that's, a, that's a spook shit. Bye. Bye.